We're going to talk about Calvin Ridley. We plan the hits, baby. Why he's so important to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, and everybody else on this team. We'll do it in a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me here again for another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder that you can subscribe for free on our YouTube page at Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Hit that like button and the bell to get notifications whenever we do a podcast, which will be every day. And also wherever you get your podcast audio wise, make sure you check in every single day on that platform to make sure you don't miss a show. I'd like to say hello to all of our everydayers. Thank you for coming back and joining us here again on Locked on Jaguars, as you always do. And this episode of Locked on Jaguars is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, man, let's talk about Calvin Ridley, the receiver that I believe is the best wide receiver to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars since Jimmy Smith. I said best, and you probably say, well, how is he best? He hasn't done anything. I didn't say he had the best results. I said he's the best, meaning the most talented. It means as a football player, he is going to be the best player to line up wide on this field since Jimmy Smith left. And I know some of y'all going to tell me, well, Allen Robinson had a season for 1,500 yards. Allen Robinson at his peak was nowhere near, in my opinion, Calvin Ridley at his peak. And I think Calvin Ridley is going to be in tip-top shape this season. You've seen that. I think he's eager. He did not have an injury. He, he sat out because he was suspended, even though he started off with a little bit of, a, of an injury and then you found out about the suspension. Um, the time he has missed is not reflected. Uh, of uh, it's not reflective of any medical issues. We all know that. So we'll get into it today. We'll talk about him, talk about how he improves Trevor Lawrence mainly. And um, in the third segment, how, how all of this, how having a very, very talented player like this trickles down and helps everybody else and helps the overall team. So I told y'all we we're going to play the hits, man. Calvin Ridley is another one of those guys, one of those top three or top four talented players outside of the quarterback who we talked about yesterday at nauseam and we talked about him and as training camp starts, there's just this feeling that they are loaded at wide receiver. And we haven't had that feeling in an awful long time. It's been a long time. In fact, I wondered where they were going to be able to get a number one, an alpha dog. I wondered that for a long time because if the Jaguars are bad enough to be picking high, then that means they probably need to get the quarterback position uh, lined up right, find an edge rusher, find a left tackle, find all of those uh, positions that are considered one of those top six. And wide receiver is one of those, but it it, it almost seems like it's just one of those. It, it's not in the top, like it's top six, but it's not one through four for a lot of teams, right? And 
in order to get your guy that's good enough, you got to be a little bit lucky. Like you have to scout, but you also have to fall it in the right spot, sort of like Houston picked 27th and they got DeAndre Hopkins. Sort of like Green Bay when they picked Devontae Adams in the second round. Oh, by the way, it was the same year that the Jaguars had two second round picks and they picked Marquise Lee and then uh, Allen Robinson. And I know I'm not going to keep y'all reminded of bad things the Jaguars did. Not necessarily bad, but things that didn't work out for whatever reason, especially when it involves a Hall of Famer that went somewhere near where they picked. But the reality of it is, you know, the gap between the time frame where Calvin Ridley is here and the time frame that Jimmy Smith, that's a big gap for, for me to even say they have a dude. And I'm not saying he's Jimmy, but I'm saying he's the closest in talent that we've had uh, since that time. So how did they go so long? Well, they were unlucky. And then they uh, were also not very good at drafting because they used three first round picks on guys, RJ Sauer that happened while Jimmy was still here or somewhere thereabouts around that time. Um, and that's a long time ago. And then, of course, Reggie Williams and Matt Jones, and those didn't work out or pan out either. And it led to the fans saying, man, I don't want – you know, I, I remember when a, a couple of the Florida Gators that they chose, Derek Harper in, in particular, fans like, don't take another player from Florida. I mean, it's not really how this works. But I understand, you know, why people say certain things. And a long-time fan say, no, man, just don't take a wide receiver in the first round. And they had a good legitimate argument because you look up in Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup and uh, Antonio Brown when he was playing and all of these guys that just kept popping up being these really, really good receivers, guys that were not chosen in the first round. They had a chance to draft Justin Jefferson and he took Caleb Von Chase on. Yeah. So – you know, they've been unlucky. They've been bad at scouting. Uh, they've had some injury concerns, but now they actually have a bona fide star, in my opinion, at wide receiver. And it has a trickle down effect on the entire team. The guy that it affects most, though, is quarterback Trevor Lawrence, because now, even though they're going to run this offense, they're going to just go go to who's open for the most part. You know, and I know watching football that there's always a critical juncture of the game where a quarterback needs to find his guy and know where his guy is. And that's exactly what we're going to pinpoint and discuss when we get to segment two. But yeah, I think Calvin Ridley's really, really that good. I think he's really, really that good. And we're one day away from training camp. And in my opinion, he's going to show it. You're going to see a difference the way he runs his routes for those for the fans haven't been at minicamp or OTAs, you're going to see a difference in the separation. You're going to see it. It's almost as if like when I was talking to somebody about basketball and they were looking at one of the local prospects, this was 10, 12 years ago. This dude's the best player in the city. My boy, he's the best player in the city. I said, okay, yeah, he's good. He's got NBA all over him. I said, no, he doesn't. Come on, I'm going to show you something. I took him to Orlando to one of the big big events might have been a super showcase or something and he goes uh, i said that's what an nba player looks like so the games were similar but the guy I was pointing to was six inches taller playing the same position this guy six four this guy six ten that's the difference so when you see calvin ridley up front impersonal with your eyes you're going to be able to look at him and identify, ooh, I thought these other receivers were good. 
But this is a lot different. And I'm excited for you as fans to finally have your chance to see it. I'll tell you more about all of that stuff in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know about today's sponsor, which is BetterHelp. I know life can come at you really, really wild. It's done it to me on multiple occasions. It's been me and even family members that I've had with dealing with decisions around careers, relationship, and anything else that helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Your boy did it. I'm I'm not so proud. In fact, I'm actually proud to say that I've done it and you can do the same thing. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10 percent off your first month. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. And I hope you're locked on and locked in here as the Jaguars will start training camp here in less than 18 hours. Those guys will be, well, not 18, maybe somewhere like that, but it'll be tomorrow, right? Depending on what time of day you watch this podcast, and I know you're going to watch it because it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. When they start training camp, there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of eyes on a lot of new parts, a lot of eyes on some old parts to see how much – Those older parts have improved a lot of focus on the the mannerisms, a lot of focus on the enthusiasm, a lot of focus on areas that they had to improve, who got better, who didn't. You're not going to be able to tell everything in one day. You're not going to be able to tell and figure out every single thing about this team in training camp until the season actually starts or when you start seeing them playing against other people. And then they might take a while to get greased up. But i tell you what you will notice. You will notice a difference in the route running, the quickness, the the ability to separate, and how open some of these receivers are going to be. And it might might try to alarm you all on whether the defense is good enough, but don't really buy into a, a lot of that stuff either until you see them collectively go play against people that don't know him very well. But I said something earlier. I said best since Jimmy, definitely the most talented since Jimmy, in my opinion, Calvin really is the most talented wide receiver this organization has had since Jimmy Smith. And I do think you'll see that right away. I do think you will uh, get a sense that like, even though last year when folks saw Christian Kirk, they was like, it's nice, nice piece. We haven't had little twitchy guys that can run like the wind and find these little spots and create some separation and run after the catch. Calvin Ridley is all of that. He's the one receiver in this league that reminds me of Antonio Brown. And I'm not saying he's Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown had a five-year run that I think only Jerry Rice and Randy Moss could look at it, or maybe even T.O. and look at it and go, nobody's done this but me. But body-wise, quickness-wise, competitive-wise, that's who he reminds me of. He's a little taller. 
he's probably on record being a little faster than AB. But that and games be AB had the best games be AB and probably Jamar Chase and Jerry Rice, of course, are the three dudes that didn't look as fast as they are, but then you never saw people catching them. They are they're fast, they pull away from folks. And I'm just glad the Jaguars have been able to help Trevor Lawrence and get Trevor Lawrence what I call one of those toys. Because Patrick Mahomes has two. You could argue that Joe Burrow has two. There's not even a, something you don't even have to argue it very much because a lot of people have a high opinion of T. Higgins. You could say Josh Allen, you know, of course, with Stefan Diggs, he has one. All of the, the top quarterbacks, they said Aaron Rodgers didn't have one, but it turns out that even though he was Devontae Adams had left and he had him for a long time, if you saw the second half of the season, that kid they had up there from North Dakota State, Watson, Christian Watson, he's one of them. And what I mean is there's an alpha. Tua Tagovailoa has two of them. Just dudes that on any single moment can be the alpha for your team on that particular play and make things happen. Debo Samuel is one of those dudes. Brandon Ayuk might be, even though you don't know who the 49ers quarterback is. But yeah, that dude. And as much as I like Zay Jones, as much as I like Christian Kirk, and they're really good players, they're not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a dude that when Trevor breaks the huddle, even though he's going to run the offense and he's going to throw the ball to whoever's open. Like, for instance, there was a play that we debated a lot on social media where last year against the Titans, Trevor threw in the double coverage, and he actually made a great throw to Zay Jones, and Zay Jones did not catch the pass, right? So the one where there was also a little crossing route from Christian Kirk, and Trevor decided to throw it to Trey instead of throwing it to Christian, right? And I said, Doug Peterson probably told him, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I want you to throw the ball underneath to the other guy. And folks are saying, but yeah, sometimes you just going you, you, you want to trust your players. You want to push the ball down the field. Well, with Calvin Ridley, yeah, that's exactly what you do. You don't do that with a guy that's a career third receiver. No knock on Zay Jones. Nah, you do that though. When you have a guy like Calvin Ridley, he is one of them. What they call him, Hemothy, that's him. That's who Calvin Ridley is. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys, yeah, you risk throwing it. If he's running right neck and neck with a dude and, and you say, you know, there's no separation, you know what? Yeah, you go ahead and you throw it up there, bro. That's exactly what you do. You take a chance. You, you put it out there because he is just that good of a player where you can absolutely do that. That's the difference. And Trevor Lawrence being the one quarterback that's considered one of those good guys. Dak, Dak has one. C.D. Lamb is that dude. When you talk about these, these guys that you rank up high, hell, I'd even say Keenan Allen is still that dude. And Mike Williams is another guy. You just throw it up there. You go get it. So you got all of these great players. Lamar finally got one and Odell Beckham. In this, it, in this conference, you're now dealing with Aaron Rodgers that has his version in Garrett Wilson. Where's our dude? Well, it's Calvin Ridley. This is who they got. 
and I'm happy with it, and you should be too, that the Jaguars have not only insulated Trevor Lawrence, have not only uh, let Trevor Lawrence just focus on being a quarterback, but they've now went out, gone out and added a guy like Calvin Ridley. It's like a Christmas present. It's like there's your toy. Trevor can come out of that huddle right now and take a look over there and see who's guarding Ridley every single time and realize, regardless of who it is, I don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey or Sauce Gardner, that, okay, at some point, I'm going to try you. And really mean it and not just have it be some symbolic gesture that, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna try you because I think I have to keep you honest. No, I'm going to try you because I think I might. I got a 50-50 chance of beating you. That's what really good receivers are, and that's what really good receivers do, and that's what you have a chance to look forward to on tomorrow. Now, listen, I know I talked about the other guys, and it sounds like I'm putting down guys that had really, really good years. No, I'm not. I'm just changing the expectation of them because of the presence of someone else. Who am I talking about when I say them? Well, you're going to find out in just a second, and you're going to also find out that if you think I'm hating, I'm not hating at all. I'm just trying to point things out to you. I'll tell you more about how I feel about Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, as well as Christian Kirk, and maybe even one or two other guys. I'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, third and final segment here. We've talked about where Calvin Ridley and his talent rank. I think he is right behind Jimmy Smith as the most talented wide receiver and will prove to be the most productive and best wide receiver we've had since Jimmy. How he improves Trevor Lawrence. Gives Trevor the chance to throw some balls that Trevor might not have thrown or probably shouldn't have thrown before, and now you can say, go ahead and let it go. And other players who he'll be affected by. Well, he'll be affected by some guys who he's basically going to be taking catches away from. And I'm not sitting here telling you that I think somehow Doug Peterson is going to all of a sudden turn into an offensive coordinator that feeds one person all the time. That is not what I'm saying, and I don't want you to think that at all. I think the offense is going to look a little bit like you saw it look last year. With one thing, with better parts. See, instead of being negative about it, just be positive about it and say it like this. Zay Jones gets to be what Marvin Jones was last year. Christian Kirk gets to be what Zay Jones was last year. And Calvin Ridley gets to be what Christian Kirk was, but what nobody on this team was really capable of being last year. And I know that Christian Kirk uh, had, you know, a remarkable year with catches and yards touchdowns and had a big impact but this is the exact thing that we that i argue with when i say numbers don't always tell the whole truth it's not like he did anything bad he was obviously better inside as a slot than he was outside even in two you know two wide receiver sets because if they were lined up on the both side he was obviously better doesn't mean kirk sucks as an outside receiver just means that he's better at that other thing. Well, this dude's better. This dude is better at outside receiver Calvin Ridley than Christian Kirk or anybody else that was on this team last year. In fact, he's one of the ten best at it in the NFL. So it's not just talking negatively about what someone can't do. It is talking about what someone is actually capable of doing. 
against really good teams. Because that's who you're going to have to beat in order to win a championship. You're going to have to go through guys that have guys that look just like Ridley. You're going to have to go through guys. Just think about all the really good teams in the league. I want you to do an exercise. Take their five best players and then take their next five. And I just want you to do it for the teams that you believe are top five or six in the league. And see if your Jaguars stack up. And most importantly, see if they would have stacked up had they not had one or two of them. How would they have stacked up without one or two of the people they already have? This is why I think it's so important to get somebody else. I like the fact that they brought back Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram ain't going to get all. I, I would be totally shocked if he statistically matched the year he had last year, but I would not be shocked if the less statistics ended up having a bigger impact on a better season for the team. This is how a guy like this affects everyone else. You may They may get less opportunities, but when they get those opportunities, those opportunities are going to open up way more stuff that leads to a, a higher uh, return of investment. I expect bigger plays. I expect more chunk plays. I expect bigger plays in the run game. I expect the guys that they have that are very good at running the football that can get loose. I expect those guys to have a less difficult time running the football than uh, they would have if he was available. That's what I truly do. I expect that with everything in me. I expect them to, it doesn't mean that they are going to, it doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to just blow everybody in their world, you know, everybody out. No, it doesn't mean that. It What it does mean is they will be a little bit more explosive, which may allow them to also keep the defensive coordinator and the defensive players a little bit more honest and a little bit more vanilla which now allows Doug to get in his bag a little bit more and, and therefore create more and more efficiency. Even if you have offensive line woes, right? Like last year, the Jaguars got the ball out really, really quick. They got the ball out really, really, really quick. Well, if they have to resort to that, then you got another guy that runs well after the catch. And now you got another guy also, if you pump fake that, that little hitch and people bite and you hit him in stride, it's a touchdown because he can take the top off. Team speed-wise, if, if they have any, any kind of package that has Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, and Jamal Agnew on the field at, at one time, can you j- just imagine the nightmare you have if one of those guys gets the hand on the ball. And then the next play, you leave him out there and they give it to another guy. And it's like, oh, we got another one. I'm telling you, that is what having – uh, superlative talent does for an offense and then you can turn around and hit them with with the okie doke you can go with two tight ends and and give uh, etn a little bit of a blow and then you can come in with tank bixby and now you can pound him to death or act like you are fake you're going to pound it and then catch one of your receivers over the top maybe he's catch zay jones streaking down the sideline it just allows uh, a great magician like doug peterson to have more tricks in his bag yeah. Yeah. So look forward to that. Look forward to watching tomorrow how Calvin Ridley affects other people. 
Look at the difference between him and the other receivers if you can see it with your bare eyes. Let's see if some of those overthrows that Trevor had last year are no longer overthrows because now the guy is not 5'10 and a half. The dude catching him is 6'1. Sort of 6'1, maybe six feet and three quarters. And a little bit faster. I'm also interested to see who the fourth receiver, who's going to be that fourth guy that establishes himself. Is it going to be Parker Washington? Or is it going to be someone from last year who's been working his butt off? Who's already on the team? How it all plays out. I think the Jags will be one of the best, um, best catch and run teams in the league, even when including with their running backs. The key for them will be the offensive line and the ability to control and protect the football. And I think that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow, their ability to control and protect the football and get uh, and be one of the teams that turns the ball over the less while creating um, the most turnovers or some of the most turnovers in the league when they're on defense. We'll talk about all of that stuff tomorrow on Locked on Jaguars. Make sure you check out Locked on NFL. You can check it out tomorrow. I have a show with James Rapine where we talk about running backs of all things and then some of the biggest battles and some of the best storylines from training camp, which basically means we're talking about quarterbacks around the league. Until then, you guys take care of each other and thank you once again and make sure if you need any sort of therapy, you call the folks at BetterHelp and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Until then, we'll take care and we'll see you tomorrow here for another edition of Locked On Jaguar.